Hey guys, it's Miranda. I really appreciate you tuning into the Feed the Wolf podcast. In today's episode, Ben and I discuss the comfort zone. We explain why it can be limiting to our personal growth, but also why it's important to come back to as well. Hope you enjoy listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Feed the Wolf podcast. I'm joined once again by Miranda, and today we are going to be discussing comfort zones. So, Miranda, why uh, why did this topic come to the forefront of your mind when you were thinking about what we should unpack next? Well, as it has been as of late, most of these topics are coming from conversations I've been having with people at the gym. And this one in particular just kind of really hit home with me because it was definitely something that I could relate to on a personal level. Basically what the situation was, was that this individual was having an internal struggle because he had this opportunity. He could either stay at his current job that he was in, or he had this new offer of a new position at a different location where he would have the potential to not only make more money, but also grow and learn and have all these new experiences. And he was just feeling really conflicted because he was like, well, they really like me at this job. I've been here for however many years and and I was like and what you're comfortable there aren't you and and he was like yeah and so this whole idea came up of the comfort zone and I just was chatting with him and helping him realize like if you're staying in this job just because of the fact that you're comfortable you're missing out on so many opportunities from this potential new job for you to learn and grow and have all these experiences that could help you possibly live a better life. Yeah, so what is the comfort zone exactly? What is it that he was dealing with? So we, uh, actually, you did a little bit of research here. So from the science of breaking out of your comfort zone and why you should by Alan Henry, we got a pretty good working definition. Simply, your comfort zone is a behavioral space where your activities and behaviors fit a routine and pattern that minimizes stress and risk. It provides a state of mental security. You benefit in obvious ways, regular happiness, low anxiety, and reduced stress. So what we're going to unpack in the following conversation is going to be the comfort zone and really all the nuance to it. So comfort zones, the way we're going to refer to it, the way that you kind of referred to it in that conversation, we're going to really be leaning on kind of the negative side, the inhibiting factors, the things that prevent us from once again fulfilling our potential. But we will touch on why comfort zones exist and also the positive aspects of it because we do need them. It exists for a reason. What does this look like in, in other ways? Like how can this manifest itself or how can I maybe catch myself residing in that comfort zone a little bit too much? Yeah. I mean, I think it's it's important to note, like you said, that the comfort zone is not a good or bad thing. It's it's just the state of your bubble. It's your routine. It, that's what usually it kind of tends to show up in as your routine, what you do day to day. And the problem, though, and I think that this is what that this will be the bulk of our conversation now that we're kind of through the minutia of the intro is that then that can leave me thinking that everything in my life should be same, same. Like I should not change anything. Um, if it's working, if it ain't broke, why fix it kind of thing. And that is where we kind of dive into the deep end because 
life is multifaceted to say the least. And although I can look, I can have comfort in one area, I probably need to be reaching out beyond my boundaries from time to time in order to grow. But that is not easy. And there's a reason the majority of us are not happily willing to do it. We might reluctantly do it from time to time, but often we it takes a cattle prod <laughs> to get us across that boundary. So that kind of moves us to um, why do we stay here? Like what 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 makes it so difficult for us to get out? Um, and maybe what's in it, like both what's in our control and what's out of our control. Cause you know, the last thing we're talking about is, is a little bit out of our control, but let's start with what's in our control. Why do we stay here? What, what is it that attracts me so much to not challenging myself outside of those borders? I think obviously it's simply put, it's easier. It's so much easier to stay in that comfort zone. It, it requires energy to move out of it. And you know, if sometimes that's hard to do. And I think sometimes too, we may not even realize that we are living in this comfort zone unless other opportunities arise. Like sometimes you don't even realize like, wow, when is the last time I like made myself uncomfortable or challenged myself? Like if you don't ever take the time to analyze that, how do you, how do you even know? Like you could be living in this comfort bubble and not even be aware of it because you're not used to like making that choice too purposefully get out of that comfort zone and try something new. I mean, obviously comfort zone and fear go hand in hand here. Like it's scary. It's scary to get out of your comfort zone. It's scary to try things new. It's uncomfortable. That's why it's called your comfort zone. And I think it's important to understand that making the choice to get out of it will cause discomfort but having an open mind on that and knowing that that's okay and that's part of it and that's ultimately going to help you grow is a huge, huge step into ultimately choosing to get out of it. We're going to talk later about examples in our own lives, but I want to bring one up right now or I'll bring two, one for you, one for me. And when I look at it, it's easier and then fear. And, and those actually, look, life is multifaceted, but life's not complicated. It's easier because there's no fear. And it's scary because it's not easy. So those are really the same thing. Right. Um, but they're very, very much worth uh, uh, differentiating between the two because pe some people see things as being hard or easy and some people th see things as being uh, fear creating or, or, or not. And so, um, but they're really the same. And I, I can't help but think about, you found yourself in Wisconsin. You found yourself not necessarily growing professionally, right. not necessarily being put in an environment to create you're uh, the best possible future, the best possible version for yourself. But you still were able to make some money. You were still able to be sought after. You were still able to make an impact in people's lives. Mm -hmm. It would have been easy for you to stay. It would have been easy for you to stay either at the specific job you were at or quit that job but stay in that area of the country. Right. It also would have been a lot less scary. And I had other options. Like I could have had a different job there. I could have stayed near my family. I could have done all of these things, but I knew that my potential would not be filled there. And I knew that I, if, if I came here, that I would grow more as a person, even if it wasn't like in a professional realm. Like I know that this would push me and make me grow because now I'm moving away from my family and away from my friends. I'm forced to meet new people and make new connections and learn and grow from you and from being here. And 
and it's not to say like I I 100% could have stayed home and I think a lot of people misunderstand this because they look at things like that and and I used to be the same way I would look at people who did those things and I would be like wow he or she is so brave like I could never be that person that's not me that's not my personality I literally thought that about other people and now it's kind of like wait I'm the person doing that like people are saying that to me like wow you moved down here like that was so brave and I was like yes and no like realize that this move scared the shit out of me and I'm I'm still struggling with some of that but I knew that I was not going to reach my potential staying home I wasn't going to grow and so I chose I actually actively chose I'm like okay what what scares me more and I ended up picking the one that scared me the most because I knew that would ultimately help me grow the most I think that it's it's the strength that it took to make the choice to follow through with it. Making the choice is one thing, but to follow through with it to get down here and you've been you've been working so hard and staying committed to to what um you came down here to do. Uh, I think that you've benefited tremendously and you will continue. But as you said, so you made the the actual event of you moving already took place. Took place what month? Two months ago? Yeah, about a month and a half. About a month and a half ago. Okay. But you're still there's still things you have to deal with. There's still consequences to it. Like it's not to say that we're gonna get into or get outside of our comfort zone. We're rewarded immediately for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we'll touch later, you know, growth requires struggle. And so, for me, one that kind of is opposite of what people assume. I so the business I own, I own a CrossFit affiliate, and it and, it, and it's fortunate where Moran and I are able to to work with so many people along with Joel, and. I've owned this particular gym for four years. I've been in the management ownership game for about eight or nine years now. And about two years ago, um, I was evicted from from my apartment because the business wasn't doing well and I couldn't pay my rent. I, I paid my coaches first and so my money was second and that meant didn't have money for rent. And so I moved into the gym. I lived here 15 months and I probably should have moved out about nine months in, but it was comfortable for me. And it scared me to move out. It upfront scared me to move out because I knew that if I moved out, I had to be damn good at my business. Right. If I moved out, I was going to be taking that rent money again. I was going to have to pay myself the rent money so I could pay my rent. And that meant I had to be exceptional at work. And my team had to be exceptional because we couldn't lose anybody now. Mm-hmm. Now the, the standards were higher. And so I put it off and I put it off and I put it off. The moment I moved out scared the hell out of me. The first month I lived in that apartment bothered me because I didn't like that I had to drive to work, that I couldn't just be there. I didn't like that I had to, the first time paying rent, hadn't paid rent in a while. That was weird, (laughs) okay? Like that was money leaving my account that I had to sign for myself. I had to to pay myself up front at the beginning of the month because that's when I had to pay rent. It was all very, very uncomfortable. But as a result of moving out, I've been able to (laughs) find more peace of mind. I've been been able to be a more effective coach Things mm-hmm. have improved because I decided to get outside my comfort zone. And I had a lot of people help me do that. And so I always want to make sure we're dropping in examples from our own life. And I think those two fit really, really well. So we've talked about the fear we talked about because it's easier. There is something that's out of our control, though. And it comes from a field of science that um, is getting more credit, and that's evolutionary psychology. We have to keep in mind that just 100 years ago, before abundancy, like before we had everything we needed, maybe we'll say 200 to be safe, when you were living on the plains but you had a log cabin, you couldn't risk things. Because if you risk things, like if you went, instead of getting the little bit of food you could for sure find here, you were going to go to the place that maybe there was more, 
Well, if you missed the place there was the sure thing and you gambled and you didn't find any and you lost the sure thing, you were dead. Right. It wasn't just like you were like, oh, down on my luck. You were dead. Dead. Death. <laughs> dead. You weren't able to repopulate the earth. You weren't able to spread your seed. You weren't able to do anything. You were dead. And so we've evolved. Like, And, and it's the, the quote I read, it was basically like you, you can take – you can, oh, you can take the man out of the Stone Age, but you can't take the Stone Age out of the man. Mm-hmm. We evolved. We are still wired the same way we were wired thousands of years ago. It's still in us. And so we have to keep that in mind. This comfort zone, it allowed us to survive. When we operate within the sure thing, when we didn't step outside the boundaries of our village, when we didn't go into the wilderness without help, we were guaranteed, or uh, increasing our chances of staying alive for another day. We could then raise our children or have our children we could then you know live to fight another day to protect our village but if we were doing too many risky things we were surely going to die life lifespans were already very very short so we evolved from seeking safety because that's what allowed us to continue to exist so it's important to make a note of that because when you don't know as much about the challenge as possible it's even harder to then take action so when you feel an inexplicable desire to stay safe I don't think you should give yourself a hard time about it. Right, yes, know that it's natural. Yeah. That's it. It's not your fault that you gravitate towards safety, but it might be your fault that you never take the step away from it. Right. I think the the comfort zone too, like if you're constantly living there, you're almost training yourself to settle for less. So you're just training that, oh, it's okay for me to just be here and be at this mediocre life instead of chasing after the life you truly desire that's going to help you feel the most fulfilled and give you your best life. I mean, you're st- if you're constantly stuck in the same routine, it's hard for you to create anything meaningful. And this, this comes from work and goes into anything, any other aspect of your life as well. You're, you become complacent, essentially. When the alternative to a mediocre life is death, mediocre life is just fine. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's long been gone. If you take a shot at your dream job, what happens? You don't get it, and then you keep working your regular job. Yeah. That's not death. There's no risk. There's no real, actual risk there. But we build it up to be a very risky venture. We can remember or or put give credit to evolving from people that had to be safe to survive, but we can also require of ourselves to acknowledge that the risks are not the same. Well, I think that's where you ask yourself, like, what's the worst that can happen? And that's what I literally asked myself about coming down here, because it's not like you just said, it's not like we're going to die anymore. That's not a thing. <laughs> so the worst that can happen is usually that you go back to what you were doing before. It doesn't work out. It's worse. And that doesn't mean there's not a state of struggle in there. That doesn't mean, like you said, with me moving here, that it's not you're going to be instantly rewarded. It's knowing that you're making a choice, an intentional decision to get out of the comfort zone. It's going to be uncomfortable. There will be struggle and there may not be immediately a reward, but there may be one down the road. And the worst thing that can happen is you go back to the comfort bubble. You go back to what you were doing. Maybe you try something completely different. Like the worst thing that can happen, remind yourself, it always works out. Life has a way of always working out. But if you're always in this bubble, how do you learn about yourself? How do you find your true passions? How do you share these gifts with the world that you may not even be aware you have if you don't try something new and learn about who you are? Absolutely. And so 
that kind of touches on why the comfort zone is not ideal, to say the least. And so exactly as you just spoke to, how can you expect to grow um, or continue down the path of progress if you are living in fear or reluctant to take on new challenges? And you are not going to be able to fulfill your potential. You're not going to be able to discover your true self. Um, and, you know, something we, that we have down on our notes, you know, the comfort zone can, when, when it's utilized in a negative way, it limits your growth, it prevents you from reaching your full potential, and it can often lead to an unfulfilled life, which is a real downer. Um, growing is moving. Comfort isn't moving. And so kind of back to what we said a couple weeks ago, where you're either moving forward, you're going backwards. There's no neutral. And But the reason there's no neutral is because that's you staying where you're comfortable. And that means that you're, you're missing your opportunities to grow there. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I like to remember, really, anybody I speak to, um, and we've talked a lot about this, but whether it's athletes, whether it's clients, anytime that you're hoping for a better result, it requires stress. It requires struggle. Like growth is pain. And think about as a kid and I mean, growth spurts, you hurt, <laughs> you literally hurt. Okay. And fun fact, when, when did you reach your max height? <laughs> I feel like. I always joke that I haven't grown since the fifth grade. I think that's a little bit exaggerated, but mm, somewhere probably at least in middle school. So Miranda may never have actually had a growth spurt. It could have just been slowly just easing into her (laughs) awesome 5'3", 5'2", frame. So she just, you know, slowly got there. I remember waking up and it felt like I grew three inches and everything hurt. Everything hurt. And my mom was like, it's growth spurt. And whether it's pseudoscience, <laughs> whether it's just some, what, what people from a different age tell you. Um, but that's just a fun example. Like growth is pain. Right. It requires it requires pain in order for you to get better. Think about muscles. If you're building muscles, you literally working out is tearing those muscles down. You're literally destroying the muscle for it to rebuild. Mm-hmm. And that's how it gets stronger. Or that's how it gets bigger, depending on what your goals are. Growth is pain. There is destruction before you rebuild to be better. And so we can't. We have to accept that. That is where if you're unwilling to accept that and that's your comfort zone, that's your version, that is where the comfort zone is very, very negative. Well, I mean, you adapt to the stressor. Like just in training, your body is adapting to the stress of the exercise. And so you train your body in that way, but you also need to train yourself in making it a habit of getting out of your comfort zone, whether like that's a small, tiny thing of driving a different way to work instead of your normal route that you take. It doesn't, I think it's important to know that it doesn't always have to be a huge thing of like, quit your job. You know, it can be, train yourself with small things. Just like you start exercise small, you earn, speed is earned, we always say here. But it's the same thing in developing a habit of getting out of your comfort zone. Start small. So what, this will be the, the a good little section Examples of, of you trying to get out of your comfort zone. Of me personally? Of you personally. <laughs> this podcast scares me. Like, this was 100% out of my comfort zone. I had never done anything like this before. And I think even just trusting myself that I have good nuggets and information to share with people was a big thing for me to to realize. But it's, it's uncomfortable for me. It's very uncomfortable. Um... I mean, moving down here, we've already discussed that. But even before that, I was, you know, I moved out of my parents' house. I lived by myself for a little bit, which was very uncomfortable. 
I mean, when you're not used to that, it's it's very quiet. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I want to go back to the podcast thing because we talked about it before the show. Uh, this was something that I knew I was going to ask of you pretty much from the moment that we first were introduced to each other. But as I told you before the show, this was not a monetary endeavor. There's no plans for this to be a moneymaker. The reason we did this was to force your growth and to, and to teach me things as well. It's a grand experiment. Everything we do is so that we're better the next time. And whether it's learning, you know, aspects of audio engineering, like real simplistic stuff, or it's learning that you sharing your story is really empowering for others because the world lacks authenticity right now. And they, mm-hmm. people in your position right now would often be like, I've heard of people struggling in the comfort zone, but it is not something <laughs> that I myself have ever dealt with. But for you people below me, let me tell you the way. Like that's what a lot of motivational speaking right now seems like in, in alleged life coaching or mindset coaching. And what it really should be is exposure of self and what steps that we've taken to better ourselves. And I think that that is such a difficult thing to do when it's not when it's never been rewarded in the past mm-hmm. or we've been conditioned to feel that we're not supposed to share i mean let's be real our comfort zone is largely defined by the rules we live by yes which is what we discussed last week right our comfort zone is what our parents told us we should be doing our comfort zone is what we have adopted through college through relationships our comfort zone is what we have told ourselves is our place mm-hmm. and i am unsocial like personally, I don't go to social events. Um, my comfort zone is I drink black coffee. Um, <laughs> I don't venture off of that. Um, I don't do fun things. Uh, I mean, it really is. It's stuff like that. It's ridiculousness. It's ridiculousness. Okay. But I genuinely live my life by those rules. Yeah. One thing that I'm working on now, um, life is not binary. Like it's not a yes or no. It's not black or white. There's a lot of gray area in life. Well, till about last year, really this year, life was binary. For me, there was a very clear right and wrong, even on subjects that I had nothing to do with. And that's something that I've really been working on. It's uncomfortable for me to say that I might not know, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm very, very grateful because as soon as I took it on, it's not that I don't come down too heavy handed in some ways, but it's that even when I do, I can now look back and like, okay, hey, hey, maybe there was another side of that story. And that was uncomfortable because I, that wasn't my comfort zone. My comfort zone was never admitting that hey, maybe there's a gray area on that. So I'm working on that. And I think that this podcast for you, it lines up with your strengths, but that doesn't, and that maybe is another thing we need to say. Maybe you need other people in your life to help you know where to push. Because this lines up with your strengths, but you didn't know that. Yeah. And it takes someone else to be like, hey, you got some good stuff to say. (laughs) It's worth making the jump. And then you do it, and guess what? Killing it. And so just as the person you're talking to about is an opportunity, go do it. Mm -hmm. He may never have done that. Even though he had all the data in front of him, he knew it was a better opportunity. Well, yeah. And I think he just needed me, someone else to kind of reaffirm that, that, or reassure him in that. And he ended up coming up to me the other day and was like, hey, I put in my two weeks. You know, I'm going to take that opportunity. And I was like, good for you, man. Like, Good for you, because even if it doesn't work out, there's always another option out there. There's always something else, whether it's a job or whatever it is. And there's always going to be something to come back to. And it's okay to, I think it's important to know that it's okay to come back to that comfort zone 
from time to time because that ultimately is where you process your decisions and it's okay that's that's your home base to operate from and it's okay to go back there but it's also important to note that it is a choice and something that is an intentional decision to actively get out of that comfort zone from time to time and it should be something that we start practicing and make a habit of so that we're not training ourselves to settle for this mediocre life yeah and and for me there and this can be the last example we use but i know that i've been in multiple relationships and i know it's over but then tell me why we date for another year mm-hmm and I knew it was over. Because you're comfortable. And let you want to guess at how much better my life got in that year? Not very. It never got better. It got worse. And I think it's important to note, too, like especially with relationships or even in this job, that getting out of your comfort zone may hurt other people. Absolutely. But you have to do what's right for you and your life. And I think that's why we sometimes can stay comfortable, too, is because, like, we don't want to make that decision because, oh, no, that might hurt someone else's feelings or make that person uncomfortable. Well, quickly, it may on the surface hurt other people. But if you're at a job that you're not committed to, you're in a relationship that you're not committed to, you're already doing the damage. Yep. And now you're both going down. And you're not giving them a chance, whether it's the job to find the person that would fit that role better than you, the relationship, you're not giving him or her the chance to find a person that would believe in them or want them or desire them or care for them the way they should. My relationship still ended, but now we both wasted a year. Mm -hmm. You know, I stayed at the job for another year, but now someone could have been killing in that role and I had no interest in killing it. So now I've heard that, and business is difficult because it's corporation, like, ah, it's not a human, but like, Pretend it's a small business. Pretend you know the person that owns it. You weren't serving them well, you know? And now you haven't benefited either. Right. I mean, do you want to live a life of what ifs? What if I went for it? That's it. So that brings us to a really powerful quote here. And it's from, well, let's leave it who it's from. Let's just read it because I think the, 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 the gravity of it is great. So you may be 38 years old as I happen to be. And one day, some great opportunity stands before you and calls you to stand up for some great principle, some great issue, some great cause, and you refuse to do it because you are afraid. Well, you may go on and live until you are 90, but you're just as dead at 38 as you would be at 90. And the cessation of breathing in your life is but the belated announcement of an earlier death of the spirit. That's Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. Now, let's not pretend that what that man was fighting for is the same as you having a mediocre job and maybe <laughs> getting a better job, okay? But the discussion on operating on your belief system versus shirking away from a challenge is still just as relevant. And at the end of the day, that is the truth. Joel and I say it all the time, we're going to die soon. Life is going by way too fast. Mm-hmm. I am 33 years old. I remember, and I use the analogy of a car trip, my parents had both sets of grandparents lived in San Antonio, Texas. Those not from Houston, San Antonio, Texas, a three-hour drive down I-10. Simple three-hour drive, but it's three hours. When I was eight years old, that was the longest drive of my life. Longest. (laughs) Forever. Forever. Schulenburg, which is an hour and a half in, halfway, McDonald's. Oh, my gosh, couldn't get there soon enough. Forever. You and I could get to San Antonio without stopping talking, Mm -hmm. like without a break in discussion. (laughs) And yeah. it would go by in a blink. 
three hours in the blink. It will be nighttime soon, and it is currently 10 a.m., and I can already tell you that I'm going to feel like I'm climbing in bed very shortly. Right. Life goes by quick, and as you age, it goes by faster because your frame of reference changes. When you're young, you don't have that many days, so you're not used to it. When you're 33, you've had a lot of days. They go by very fast because they're not they're all ordinary kind of thing. So if life is going to be taken from us very, very quickly, we have to take these steps. Or else we're going to be caught at the end at 90 mm-hmm. when it's appropriate time to die, and we're going to be like, where to go? Where's that meaning? You get one shot. Right. And it, I don't care about your belief system. There's no reason to discredit belief system. It doesn't matter if you have a life after this life. You get one shot here. That's it. And so if all you need to do is have an uncomfortable conversation, if all you need to do is take a chance, man, isn't it worth it? Because even if it fails, you're dead anyways. Mm-hmm. It's all over so quick. So why not make the jump? You don't know unless you try, right? Absolutely. So Miranda... Now that we've gotten the heavy out of the way, what can I do? I think there's lots of different things that you can do to get out of your comfort zone. And again, the big thing here is kind of just making it a habit. So you can always, I say, start with small steps. It doesn't have to be quit the job right away. It can be little everyday things like we already mentioned, take a different way to work. Something small. If that's something that makes you out of your comfort zone, do it. Try a new restaurant without researching it on Yelp for two hours before you go. Or go to that restaurant. I'm sorry, do you do that? Is, is that personal <laughs> of experience? Of course I do. <laughs> or go to that restaurant you always go to and order something else. Yes. I mean, small things like that. Go vegetarian for a week. Why? Just to try it out and it's something that makes you uncomfortable. I think another thing um, you can do as well to kind of get into the habit of this or start tackling this a bit is identify some of the things that are fears for you and start facing them. Or even like something as small as making a procrastination list, so things that you've been putting off for some time, and try to do one small thing on the list to just start yourself. So even if it's something as simple as like cleaning the bathroom, Usually if it's something that you've been putting off for a while, it's something you resist or something that makes you uncomfortable. Um, And I think this one can be a little bit interesting as well. But like, so you and I are very different in this in that I take time to make a lot of my decisions. I'm very planned, very thought out. Whereas you more of make snap decisions and then kind of think about it later. And this is where it can depend on the person. So you versus me, um, very opposite on that. But sometimes slowing down to think things through can actually make you uncomfortable and to just think about it and not react is something like whereas for me if I always think about it maybe making a snap decision every now and then just to get things rolling can be a step that I could take yeah I like that a lot I like that a lot um the one before the make procrastination list I love that and what I find is when you write your stressors down, write that thing that's hanging over your head down and you just jot down like the first step you'd have to take. One, it's usually not that big of a step. Right. Like you go, oh, that's all I have to do? Oh, I can do that. But it's when you look at the whole shebang that you get intimidated. Mm-hmm. I've got to change my whole life. It's like, actually, you need to talk to this person first or you need to send this email first or you need to check to see if there's a lease available for you. Like there's a, usually the things that overwhelm us, the things that seem like they would take us way out outside of ourselves that we couldn't possibly handle, they start with the most incremental step that all of us can handle. And then you start that down that path. You go, oh, I can do this. Right. And so if you make that list, it, it's so helpful because one, as we've said in almost every podcast, 
writing anything down is so beneficial. Mm -hmm. You get it out of your mind. And once you see it on paper, you go, there's the simplicity of it. And then two, you take it a step further and go, what is the first step? Just the first step. Don't write 10 steps. Don't write 20 steps. What's the first thing I'd have to do right. to begin this process? Oh, I want to travel the world. What's the first step? I need to buy a plane ticket. I can buy a plane ticket. You can buy a plane ticket right now. Mm-hmm. And then maybe what, if nothing else, you'll come up against the real fear. Right. Wait, if I can buy a plane ticket, then why don't I do it? Oh, I don't want to do it. Or, oh, I'm scared. And then you can address that. And maybe you never go. Maybe you don't. But at least you now are honest with yourself and more aware of what you're dealing with. So I think that that list, that procrastination list is really, really beneficial. Um, I love that you have the the try new things. uh, You have down at the bottom here on our notes, learn a new skill, learn a new language connect with people who inspire you that's another just ask like yeah it's scary to ask but just ask you know like why not take a shot yeah i mean if that conversation wasn't brought up to me maybe he wouldn't be doing what he's doing now but he was able to connect with me and share that with me and now he's making the change that's it um travel volunteer volunteering gets you outside yourself i think that's really beneficial outside your comfort zone for sure because you're dealing with other people's things that you yourself don't deal with regularly and that can be very eye-opening uh, very educational, but very, very powerful for both you and the people you work with, people you help. And so I think volunteering is a great way to battle the, uh, the, the negatives of the comfort zone. And then, you know, kind of to sum it up, the making a habit of it, like look right. for those opportunities, look for those opportunities, to take a chance, look for those opportunities. But we wanted to talk about, and, and this didn't end up getting put in the notes, um, but that it's not just about taking risks, like taking risks for risk's sake. So, if you're like, okay, I need to travel. And so then you're never here. You're never working because you're always traveling. Well, congratulations, Miranda. You've overcome your comfort zone about getting out. And now you're just mailing it in everywhere else in your life. Like, that's not what we're talking about here. Because I know plenty of people that do things that would be considered outside of their comfort zone uh, quite a bit. And when I worked with them, they weren't effective humans. Mm-hmm. And so there is a need for intentional use of this. And I use the example of like being social. I don't like being social, but I know I need to be. I get a lot of meaning from being social. And when I go into a great situation where I'm speaking to, and by social, I'm literally talking about a group of two or more. Okay, <laughs> Let's be very clear. I consider social anytime I'm sitting with more two or more of y'all. Okay, um, But man, some of the greatest meaning I get in my days is from those conversations or from those experiences with those people. However, if I'm not intentional about it, we, we say it in the gym a lot. No wasted energy. No wasted reps. If I know that you and your friends are going out to the bar tonight and I know that I'm not likely, it's not likely the environment where I'm going to have meaningful conversation. There's no new experiences for me. Y'all are going to have fun. Good for y'all. This isn't to belittle the experience y'all are going to have. But for me, I don't drink. So bar's not necessarily great. I don't have a problem being in a bar, but like it's not my entertainment. Mm-hmm. You guys are going to be drinking. You guys are not focused on maybe productive stuff. You're just there to relax it's maybe not a great use of my energy to go be a part of that. I don't get to really check the box of being social because I'm probably going to go and end up not getting what I'm looking for or needing. And I'm going to come back and that might cause me to stay even deeper in my comfort zone. So you do have to be intentional about where you use this. Um, I think that's really important mainly because I have done that, but it also leads to what you said. You have to be open-minded, right? If I'm close-minded about getting outside, Miranda told me to do this, but I hate it. I hate it. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. It's going to be, well, it's going to be awful. (laughs) It's going to be awful. Okay. So you have to have an open mind. So intentional use of risk 
but also be open-minded, be open to the experience because the act of, the action itself is not the per, is not the point. The journey is the reward. <laughs> Let's just say that every week. Right. So it is the experience that's the point, not the step itself. So you have to be open-minded with it as well. And you can learn from the experience either way. Absolutely. Even if it is a negative experience, it's okay. Like be proud of yourself that you stepped out of it and and you took that step. You got out of the comfort zone. Okay. Now you know that for next time. Like, Open-minded intentional doesn't mean it'll be great. Right. I can still swing and miss on a social outing even though I was pretty sure you people were awesome. Mm-hmm. Whoops, wrong. Or the environment. Or we were at the rodeo and not a great place for me. Whatever. Or like, it was just a rough day. Like, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean it's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But you can learn. So op- yeah, open-minded and intent do not mean it's guaranteed to work. But life is about that journey. Life is about learning from every step. So final thoughts. Final thoughts on all of this. I think it's important to note that you shouldn't demonize your comfort zone as something that holds you back all the time. We need that headspace from time to time where we're where we have less anxiety and stress so that we're able to process the benefits when we do leave that comfort zone. So I think that's really important to note that you have to come back to that from time to time. That's where you can, that's your home base. Like we said, it's your home base. You operate from, it's where you're able to look at that big picture and process your decisions and process the experience of stepping out of that comfort zone. And I think a big thing too is, is asking yourself, what's the worst that can happen from this? Am I going to die? No, no, I'm not going to die. So remind yourself that things always have a way of working out and I can always come back to what I was doing before or go down a completely different path as well. And usually what say what causes us to stay in this comfort zone is fear ultimately is the big one which make sure to tune in next week because that is what we're going to unpack here is is fear because not only does that cause us to stay in the comfort zone but it causes a lot of other things as well. But remember that comfort, even if you're in your comfort comfort bubble right now, it doesn't always equal happiness and it's not going to allow you to live your best life or be your best version of yourself. Growth requires struggle, okay? So, but I do, th- I, I love, I was going to point out that without somewhere to find comfort, you cannot recover from those opportunities to grow just as when we train we tear the muscle down you got to take time off for the muscle to rebuild Mm -hmm. the same goes for you mentally even physically because stress is a physical physical curse as well but you have to be able to come back to something and have that comfort so this talk was not about vilifying and i'm glad you said that because if we do if we do the instagram version of, of comfort zone where comfort is bullshit that's not it Without ever having that opportunity to be comfortable, we can't recover. Um, and we, we can't assess, as you said. So very well put. So yes, we are back next week with fear. All things fear. No, it'll be, it'll be specific, and we will be more specific once we get to it. But um, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you once again, Miranda. Um, for those listening, thanks for listening. Again, please subscribe to the podcast, like it, comment. We always want your feedback. We want to know what y'all are thinking. If there's topics y'all want to discuss, if you can get us in person, absolutely. Let's have, let's have a chat. We'd love to chat with y'all. Um, but if not, leave it in the comments and just let us know, one, what you think about what we've already done and two, what you would like to see in the future.
Thanks, guys. Hope you have a great rest of your week.